the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Closer and quicker, we move towards bottom in the stock market. September CPI report created another interest rate mess. The interest rate mess is bleeding into other parts of the world, creating messes there with our strong dollar. We did not get the CPI number that was hopeful. We got one that was hurtful. Fiscal and monetary policy worlds are colliding, kind of creating a chain reaction, if you will. The fiscal side of things stems from reports that the UK Prime Minister Truss is thinking about scaling back her fiscal stimulus plans and allowing an increase in the corporate tax rate. The speculation has led to a surge in the US-UK gilt market. And in the British pound, the 10-year gilt is down 26 basis points to 4.26%. And the pound is uh, moving up. Speculation comes to the Bank of England poised to end its emergency gilt purchase program today. Nothing's been finalized. The Bank of England, a pretty well-known, well-established bank of the world, is struggling. That's not a good thing. Market is looking at that as something that could break. And what would the ramifications be? Briefly today, we were focusing on total CPI. But to be honest with you, I think that Bank of England story is a bigger one. It's not as sexy as talking about as inflation. I know inflation is not that sexy, right? But what I'm telling you, when the, the Bank of England is losing it, they're looking at the Federal Reserve saying, can you please cut it out? Core inflation has gotten worse, driven by widespread pricing pressures that included a seven-tenths of 1% increase in shelter index. <clears throat> rents went up a sky-high level. And when rents go up, they go down very, very slowly. The understanding is going to Cement a 75 basis point rate hike from the Fed at their next meeting. And then there'll be more speculation as we go towards the end of the year. When does the Fed let off the accelerator? Keep in mind, this time last year, we thought the Fed was going to raise interest rates three total times. 25 basis points, 25 basis points, and 25 basis points. They're doing it three times in a meeting at this point in time. Were they- so the pandemic created a economy that the Fed didn't quite get its head around. And it created a lot of stimulus and built up demand, and it took the supply chain offline. China's zero COVID policy, probably nothing we could have planned for. But when factories shut down and stopped making things for weeks on end, it, it creates a, a, a very tough world economy. Initial claims came in, still running at relatively low levels. So the job market's not helping out in any way, shape, or form to kill inflation. 
the Fed can raise interest rates as much as they want. As long as Rob Black has cash in his bank account, he's going to want to go on vacation during the holidays. What can kill Rob's vacation during the holidays is losing his job. We need jobs lost. I know that sounds like the most horrible thing to say. But this is a recession that we've we've never seen one like this that we're walking straight into. We're going to see unemployment we're going to see unemployment jump from 3.7%, which is incredibly low, to 5% and that's going to be probably it. The problem will fix itself relatively quickly if we have jobs and we don't lose too many. But Consumer prices, not what the market wanted. And tomorrow we're going to get retail sales, and they're going to be probably stronger than expected. Um, although we've started seeing some signs that inflation starting to get um, killed, they're not happening anywhere near fast enough. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Let's talk about... Stocks plunging today. We still need that VIX index. I, I keep saying this, and probably everyone you know keeps saying this that works in the industry. You still need panic, and we're just not getting it. Um, that's typically the sign that you've washed out all the retail investors. We're at about a 33 reading today. Um. Earlier today, yeah, about 33. We're at almost 34. If we can get to 40, I'd say the market's put in its bottom. So the market's open lower, but they're already starting to work a little bit higher. Interesting to note that those of you in the world of Bitcoin, um, you're seeing Bitcoin under 19,000. Most experts think that it'll get support around 13,000 to 12,000. But that's expected at this point in time because it broke through the support at 19,000. Again, I know very little about Bitcoin and I own none. So my research is going to be very, very shallow. 10 year treasury sits at 4.01%. Mortgage rates are going to be going higher, creating problems in the pricing of housing and number of loans. We're in relatively good shape in housing in that loan standards have been better in the last 10 years than they were in the previous 10 years. We're in relatively good shape because people are going to be locked into their homes. People aren't going to want to sell their home that has a 3% mortgage and buy a home that's got a 7% mortgage. So it's going to create not exactly an opportunity to buy a home because people are going to want to keep that low-cost mortgage as long as possible. Now, this is different in the 1920s and 1930s when the housing market crashed and people literally lost their farm because mortgages back then weren't heavily regulated by our government. And as you've seen in It's a Wonderful Life and as you've seen in many Depression-era Grapes of Wrath style books and movies, the bank can come and take your property in a snap of a finger. You've got 30 days to pay up or you're off. That's not like that today. The foreclosure process is, it favors the person who's in the home. 
or on the farm. Just throwing that down there for you. Just throwing it down there for you. It's about to get uglier. 2023 is going to be a year of ugly. But the good news is, and this is the good news, the market may have a good year in 2023. Because the market looks to the future. And when the market was hitting new lows last week, it was telling you six months from now, it's going to be ugly out there. Disinflation may be amongst us. That's worthy of note. The name comes. Um, it's a little tough to put your head around. You know what inflation is. We're having a little bit of moral panic about inflation. Moral panic is a funny word. It was used in the book World War Z. When you have to ask hard questions. Um, the Food inflation, which is turning sharply lower, conventional wisdom is food inflation leads to broader inflation. The second thought is job out openings, which is cratering. So we're getting the numbers on disinflation inside of the inflationers, but they haven't set their trend yet. I'm Rob Black. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. The inflationary numbers that came out today were not what the market wanted to see. Heavily tied towards shelter, the cost of shelter in our lives, the index moved higher. Good news and bad news. We knew this. The problem is we're hoping for something different. The problem with hope is I believe it belongs on the football field and in church. I hope my football team wins the World Series or Super Bowl. I hope when I die, I go to heaven. Hope doesn't really belong anywhere else, especially not on Wall Street. This is a valuation-driven recession. This is not going to be as painful. No, I'm going to be very careful on how I say this. We've started seeing disinflation. Okay, wait, wait. Let's go even further. Anytime the Fed raises something, their interest rates, it takes about nine months. I used to say a year. I was corrected by an economist, and he said it's about nine months. Uh, it takes about nine months for those interest rate hikes to get into the system. So we're just now starting to feel what the Fed started doing at the beginning of the year. What they did in the last three months, probably not in, into, into the system yet, but the expectations are. So a lot of what we're talking about is it's going to be painful in 2023 as those interest rate hikes really start to take place. I want to talk about a little bit of panic people are having on inflation. It's fantastic. When I turn on CNBC and I see trading options or tech stock, tech stock billionaire loses hundreds of millions of dollars. Like Zuckerberg has lost billions and billions and billions of dollars of net worth. And people are like, look at this, look at this, look at the inflation numbers. And yeah, if you look at the inflation numbers, you're absolutely right. But those are what happened already. There's two very important inflation numbers that you need to start looking at. The JOLTS report, the job openings. Um. And that number got crushed in the last reading. 
we essentially had two job openings for every one person that wanted a job or every one person was out of a job. And that creates a situation where people can be picky. People can quit their current job and go to another job, make more money. And that creates wage inflation. So the job openings, it's cratering as the tight labor market loosens up sharply. Now, again, it's not going to be immediately. And the numbers on inflation aren't going to start to really reflect um, easy comparisons until spring of 2023, when we started seeing these 6%, 7%, 8% jumps in CPI numbers. We have two very big deflationary signals. The cost of food is coming down rapidly. And the job openings are coming down rapidly. Does that mean buy? You tend to want to buy when other be greedy when others are fearful, be fearful when others are greedy. So says Warren Buffett. Um, I'm not going that far. I don't want to use the word greedy, but I wish I had more money right now. I don't want to be called a permable. I don't want to be called a name like, oh, you're ignoring how bad it's going to get. No, I'm not. We're down 33, 34, 35% from the all-time highs on the NASDAQ made January 2nd of this year. Nope. That's a pretty hardcore sell-off, and it's, it's about where we should be. The narrative on Wall Street right now is, is inflation, 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 bear market, bear market, bear market. You make money by doing the opposite of what the crowd is doing on Wall Street. It's not always true. It could get worse. Being bullish doesn't come naturally. In my career, I've seen three really good bear markets. A couple good crashes. I tend to tell my spouse, you know, be careful on the the street today because you could get in a crash. They want to lose you that way. This is a valuation bear market. Nothing more serious than that. There is no leverage in our system right now. None. You're not going to see a big financial institution crash. You're going to see the banks start reporting numbers today and tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big one. And you're going to see that they're not getting destroyed. You're seeing that their reserves aren't cratering. What should be pretty obvious to everyone is since you're now starting to see now that the year is 10 months old, we're 10 months into a bear market that a bear market tends to last up to three years. So we're putting in the work. The fastest rate hikes in history are going to have the ability to break stuff. They're feeding through the system. We'll see their effects on inflation. This is a mess of the Fed's own creating. They started raising interest rates about a year too late is the expectations. Instead of these 75 basis point moves, they could have done a little quarter point here, a little quarter point there. This is the downside of being able to pay our bills through COVID. We got into a situation where President Trump and President Biden gave away billions and billions and billions of dollars to people. The PPP loans are going to go down in history as massive inflation creators where we gave to the rich. We gave to businessmen. 
that maybe their businesses should have failed. I'm a big believer in investor Darwinism called capitalism. And during the pandemic, when the government was writing checks for PPP loans, my company, New Focus Financial, more than qualified for one. Did we need it? Nope. Should we have been put out of business if we didn't have enough cash reserves? Yep. And a new company could have come in and did something smarter, better, brighter, faster. I believe in, in creative destruction, and we didn't do that during the pandemic, and now we're paying the price for it. Now, again, the good news is the job openings are falling apart, and the food inflation is coming down rapidly. So the inflation ratings are going to be lower next year, maybe even negative on a year-over-year basis. So prepare for a completely different stock market next year than this year. And again, the unfortunate part is the feds are going to raise 75 basis points. That's the expectations. And that's when it doesn't work out like that. The Fed's going to have to stop and pause at some point, even while the inflation numbers are high. They're going to have to let those high, fast interest rate hikes bleed into the system. This is a valuation bear market that got ahead of itself when it should average 10%. It was averaging 20% and 30%. The returns were amazing. Should we have banked a little bit more of them? Maybe. You can find me online. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. So again and again and again and again, I find myself in the position of having to talk about inflation. It was kind of refreshing the last 10 years not talking about inflation. I would say, yeah, your wages aren't keeping up with your house price. That's going to turn out badly. And it did. And when I talk about inflation of home, of your wages versus the inflation of your home, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the guy that needs to buy it from you. Inflation hurts in many, many ways. Less purchasing power. If you can't buy as many goods and services as you did before inflation, your quality of living will eventually diminish. I think inflation really hits hardest the lowest income families because they're the ones that need items like gasoline and food that make up a much larger portion of their budgets, leaving less for discretionary spending. Another way inflation hurts your the consumer is less savings. If rising prices are taking more of your budget for food, for energy, for shelter, you have less left over for savings. Savings for college, saving for a house, saving for an emergency fund. All things that you probably need in your life. Then you lose goods and services. Some industries do well during inflationary times. Where you can't hold off your spending, like supermarkets, gas stations for now, funerals. Yeah, the funeral business is a good business even during times of inflation. <sighs> Got to keep spending money on food. Got to keep getting your car fixed, but your kids probably don't have to go to a trampoline park. 
there's free playgrounds all over your city. The inflation could hit small businesses. So American Express got downgraded today as they're kind of a small business play, if you think about it. Inflation will eventually go sideways. And like I said, and I want to be very, very clear about this, we are seeing signs of disinflation while we're also seeing signs of inflation peaking. So the disinflationary numbers are coming in food prices. And the disinflation is coming in job openings. The job openings will send people to the unemployment line. Eventually is the idea. Intel's going to announce a massive cut late October when they report earnings. We need more of that. Prices consumers pay for a variety of goods and services rose more than expected in September. There was a decline in energy prices, but a boost in food prices. They're up 11.2% year over year. They won't be up 11.2% this time next year. Unless we move to a place like Turkey where the economy is broken. Or Venezuela. Energy prices have moved higher in October, which is slightly a negative. Because as we're 10 months into the year, gas had come down. So the readings on inflation right now on gas are down, but they're a month old. And on last month, gas prices have moved a little bit higher. The world is mad at Saudi Arabia and OPEC today because they're cutting production, basically keeping the uh, demand, uh, keeping the putting less supply on the market. No need to see oil prices go down in their mind. Average hourly earnings declined one-tenth of a percent for the month on an inflation-adjusted basis. They're off 3% from a year ago. Inflation is rising despite the aggressive Fed. Airfares rose. Um, I don't have to do the month-to-month. If I do, you're going to start to hate me, I think. Airfares rose eight-tenths of 1%. But on a 12-month basis, they're up 42.9% from a year ago. Now, when I tell you there's there's food prices dropping, egg prices are down 3.5%, but they're still up 30% from a year ago. Used vehicle prices fell 1.1%. Apparel posted a three-tenths of a percent decline. So they're starting to see some numbers in here that will create disinflation. Inflation is able to run this hot in part because consumers have had very strong purchasing power. Consumers are still spending as we're paying more for at the pump, as we're paying more for eggs, as we're paying more, we're still, we're still doing this. There's no balance yet. We're playing catch up to where we need to be. Falling housing prices eventually work their way into rents, which will lower the overall inflation numbers. It's kind of funny. Someone will come to a certified financial planner at EP Wealth and look at, I've got this home that's worth a million dollars. And we're like, well, how much rent do you charge? Well, $20,000 a year. You're like, well, you're not getting a very good return. You should sell it and put that money elsewhere. That's kind of a quick summary of how it works. It's not that uh, simple. It's much more complicated than that. But when the economy slows down, people are like, oh, I just need a renter to pay the mortgage. 
they're not worried about the appreciation of the home anymore. They're worried about the mortgage costs being covered. I own a home in Raleigh where the mortgage is now, it's tiny. 1200 of, um, no, 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 it's not that much. Uh, let me take a look. Hold on. Uh, this is bad radio. Let's see. Uh, $1,100 a month. And I charge $1,200 a month in rent. Um, and I don't care if the home goes up or down in value. I just care that the mortgage is covered. In the long run, I expect the home to go up in value. But in the short run, I, I, I don't care. I just want the mortgage covered. What's my rate, turn, rate of return? It's about 4% on that um, home. So I'm cash flowing exactly where I want to be. Anyhow, let's move forward. Elon Musk is adding a little levity to the stock market today. He's selling a perfume called Burnt Hair for $100 a bottle. And he's already sold 10,000 bottles. $1 million of a perfume called Burnt Hair. He changed his Twitter handle to uh, fragrance, fragrance Salesperson. It's, you know, you remember he did the uh, flamethrower, right? And he did the tequila. And now he's doing a perfume. Is he just trolling the world? Because it kind of feels like he's trolling the world. Let's go back now to the reality. I don't want to not talk about this just because it's a tough day. The inflation numbers I've been saying for years are a boogeyman. And they're in the background and they don't bother us. They don't bother us. They don't bother us. And when they sneak up, it's a jump scare. Today's number is a jump scare. And we feel like it's going to be 12 months of jump scares. Why? Because it is going to be 12 months of jump scares. And then we're going to run into October of next year and we'll say, it's going to be tough to grow inflation at over 6% year over year for a second year in a row because the consumer will get tired. Jobs will be lost. When the consumer gets tired, they stop spending their money. When the consumer gets fired, they stop spending their money. And that's when corporations' profits start to shrink. And that's when poor corporations' profits start to shrink. They either invest in robots or productivity gains or they fire people. You don't need to manufacture 100 bottles of perfume if you're only going to sell 90 bottles of perfume. 10 bottles of perfume for the, the stinky will go unsold. 25% of Americans are going to delay their retirement because of inflation. That's a big number. Retirement is the final chapter of the American dream, but the dream of the golden years is quickly turning into eh, kind of a, a copper kind of look to it. It's losing its luster. High inflation is quickly becoming a very disruptive force in the financial health of retirees. If you're retired with over 500,000, please work with a financial planner. I cannot emphasize enough how important that is to your financial health. CFP Chad Burton and myself are going to be announcing, not yet today, but coming up November 17th, we've got an event coming back to Palo Alto. More than a third of Americans today feel unprepared or unsure 
if they're on track for retirement. A quarter of Americans are expected to delay their retirement. How much money do you need? Oh, for the record, Social Security said they're going to add another 140 bucks a month to Social Security. It's an 8.7% rise for 2023 over 2022. Um, but that's inflation-adjusted kind of a push. So even though you're going to be getting $140 more per month due to a food, due to gas, due to healthcare, although Medicare Part B is going down a couple bucks, not dramatic, but still 150 plus bucks a month that you have to pay if you want healthcare in retirement. How much do you need for retirement? In my opinion, 10 to 20 times your salary plus social security will equal a very nice retirement. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Need to talk to a financial planner? Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. So workers' wages aren't keeping up with inflationary prices. Worthy of note. Why is inflation bad? Because it hurts people who are on a fixed budget. It erodes purchasing power. It's that kind of simple. The people who are, for lack of a better word, and this is terribly insensitive, they look paw. Why do you look paw? For people on lower incomes and middle incomes who are paycheck to paycheck, inflation is a killer. You have to make tougher decisions. For wealthy people, not so so bad. Uh, This is going to be a very unique problem. This recession is totally different than the last one. And I hate saying that because it sounds like all kids are different. One kid will grow up sports and one kid will grow up science. What? And like, yeah, all kids are different. I can tell you. Having two, I'm like, whoa. <clears throat> um, jobs number is just, it's boggling. When I look at it at 3.5% right now, that's, that's incredible. Do you, do you understand? Like, that's, one of the best readings we've ever had in unemployment. And because of that, it's a bit of a problem. The unemployment rate of 3.5% tied for the lowest rate since 1969, which I wouldn't have imagined. If I said 1969, you'd say Vietnam, right? Man on the moon. Maybe higher unemployment, but nope. Jobless claims for the week ending October 8th totaled 228,000, which tells you, again, it's, it's layoffs are low right now. As we get into earnings season, corporations are going to use the strong dollar and inflation as a way of justifying missing their earnings. <clears throat> That's the hope. And the hope is that we come out of this job earnings this earning season with fewer jobs because the consumer strong. It's held up leftover stimulus funds and an unemployment of three and a half percent. If you're not bringing home money, you're not spending it or you're putting it on credit. Then, then you start seeing companies like American express get dinged as I need the printer paper for my small business, but I don't have the cash flow because customers are feeling the pinch. They're not sending in their checks on time. So I'm just putting the American Express and then the checks don't come in the next month and I go out of business. It has a weird way of 
the knee bones connected to the, yeah, sure. You could say hip bone, but is the hip bone really connected to the ear? It's some of these unintended consequences that there are some obvious connections. And then there's ones that you're like, Oh, I didn't see that one coming. Falling home prices will eventually work their way into the, uh, into falling rents. The good news on the inflationary numbers is some of the data that fed looks at is starting to come lower. So this time next year, we're either going to be talking about inflation at 2 to 3%, which would still be really high, inflation at 0%, or if we lose enough jobs, we're going to be talking about negative, negative readings. And we won't be talking about the Fed raising interest rates, we'll be talking about the Fed lowering interest rates. This is unheard of. To say that the Federal Reserve messed up is, is understating things. To say that the Fed has to now hold the line and until the data comes lower, they got to keep saying we're going to shoot the inflation uh, interest rate bazooka. They're, they're, they've backed themselves in that corner. So do I expect any short term? Short term, I do expect a market rally. I think we're a little oversold at this point in time, but the volatility is not there. The, the people just aren't quitting in droves. so much going on in the world and all i'm talking about is inflation when i just tell you a quarter of americans are expecting to delay their retirement that's a little sad it's supposed to be the golden years right elsewhere out there um there's also starting to be some data where we're looking at the people that we've hired in the last year two years aren't as productive so if you've been in say for instance um a restaurant and you had a waiter, you probably noticed the waiters two years ago, three years ago, were a little bit better at their jobs than the ones currently, because the ones currently are trying to provide for their families, taking a second job, and they weren't long-term lifers at waiting tables. So we're looking at productivity, and productivity is not going in the direction we want it to. We're becoming less productive, not more productive. In the 1990s, productivity came way lower because of computers, computers in the office. We're able to communicate faster. We're able to communicate projects in a document sent on your computer. But the number of people quitting jobs shows discontent. And the number of people wanting those jobs of discontent create less productivity. It's all very tied together. Hotter than expected September CPI number means in early November, the Fed raises interest rates and it's already expected that the meeting after another interest rate hike. You're seeing some weak mega cap stocks. You're seeing a sharp rise in treasuries. Um, that hurts the mentality. Rob Black has always said, Rob Black doesn't buy stocks when the 10-year treasury is over 3.5%. And the 10-year treasury is over 3.5%. It's at 4%. So putting my money where my mouth is, I'm going at to the three, four, five, six percent returns. When interest rates are below three and a half percent, I'm going after the six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent returns. For companies losing money, that's the worst area you want need to be right now. And for companies like AMC who've borrowed money, they're going to go out of business. They borrowed money at a much lower rate, and they have to pay back at a much higher rate or borrow more money at a higher rate. I would be very, very cautious right now on debt-laden companies, and I would stay away. Get some Elon Musk burnt candle. Put it on the companies that are losing money or have high debt. 
You got to get some cash flow. Warren Buffett's right. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Of note, this is going to be one of the best buying opportunities in your investment lifetime. Can you see through that fog? I'm Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.